Briefly, we want to let you know that you'll find the most current legislative updates at the end of this program and after the presentations. Hi, my name is Lori Booty. I'm the Executive Director of the Veterans Association of North County, better known as Vance. My job here is to oversee the organizations that we are the umbrella for, which is over 25 active duty military organizations, as well as Friends of Vance. I'm John Sanders. I live in Carlsbad, California for the last six years. I spent 40 years in Washington, D.C. in the government, federal, the CIA, and in investment banking. And I ran a newspaper called Washington Technology for 10 years. And we were fortunate to build that up and sell it to the Washington Post. Then I bought my first golf clubs and a uh, boat and a convertible. So, um, uh, but I, our children were both in California. Neither was married, one in LA and one in San Francisco. So when we got ready to leave DC, we had a vacation home in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And with these, these guys separated, uh, one in LA and one in San Francisco, there was no place in between to go. So we moved to Myrtle Beach for nine years. Loved it. They finally both got married, married California spouses. And they're down here in Carlsbad area. So we're here. And I've been active in, in uh, both in raising money for companies and helping them get going. Have a whole bunch of small companies they have money into. But I'm also big on charity. And so we started about 10 years ago the Sanders Tech Ed Foundation, which is just our money. And... Uh, uh, so I can take money out of my IRA and throw it in there and uh, every year replenish it. And so, you know, in the 10 years, I, I got a listing from the, the firm that manages it, writes a check, almost a half a million dollars we've given away. I can't believe it. I could take a big vacation with that. And you know what? I don't miss a day. Love, I love being, being charitable. I love Vance. I don't know how much we've given, but it doesn't matter. I don't add it up. When you need it, I got it. I got involved in Vance because I'd met Laurie at American Cancer. I don't know, I think it was kind of glancing blows here and there. But then when she became the uh, executive director, we met. And uh, I think we met when you were meeting a uh, payroll or behind on something, and I put the money in on the spot, I believe. Yes, right? she did. So anyway, I got them through the first weekend. And from there on, it's been a good partnership. Well, I think Laurie has captured it. They're doing the right stuff for the right people at the right time, and they're flexible because she has control on the situation. She can spin on a dime, and when that uh, need for the for the uh, food drive came, we did it. Uh, when you've got the people come in and they need money, we figured out a way to give it, and that's uh, the kind of organization I like to deal with. We we do what's necessary when it's needed. And you know what? You're going to continue to grow. Somebody's going to walk in here and give you a million dollars. Won't be me, but somebody will. Why and what about Vance makes it so important to the community? Vance is the community. We live in Oceanside. We have over 50,000 troops in our backyard. So this is the reason why the community is Vance, and Vance is the community. We are here for active duty military, 
spouses and their kids. And I think that's one of the very few things that anywhere you're going to go to that you're going to find that 16 years in age and older, we're here to help them find jobs. We're here to help them with school. We help them with counseling at school. And the younger ones, we usually do that around the Christmas holiday time because we do all the toys and all the fun stuff for them as well. How about veterans? Veterans is what we are named after. And the purpose of the veterans and what we do for them is mostly we're here for benefits to help them do with their claims and if they're looking for career changes or entering into new careers. Um, that's what our wheelhouse is, is training. So that's what we're going to find that we do the most. So in the course of a year, how many people do you serve? Uh, about twenty to 30,000 come through our door every year. That's pretty good. Yeah, it That's really quite is. a few. Let's see. 365 days in the 20,000? I can't handle that. Well, even we don't That's work on the weekends much. <laughs> it's 100 a day. Yeah, we do. Um, we, we do big lots at a time. There's absolutely no question. Um, our military events that we do here, for instance, this weekend we're doing um, a military wedding. Uh, so we have 200 people coming for a military wedding. It's just fun With, with swords? Yeah, they'll have the whole <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, they come. Uh, it's, it's great. I mean, that's the cake ceremony is awesome, just that alone. Well, I tell you, I lived in Washington, D.C. for 40 years, and I won't say I enjoyed it, but one of the thrills was to go to a general officer's funeral at Arlington Cemetery. They're that amazing. was quite a show. It's, it's an amazing thing. I mean, it's pageantry at its best with sadness and love all around. It's right. just everything. So I agree totally. The military knows how to do it. Yeah, they really do. It's an amazing thing. Unless they're going to retreat. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that word. <laughs> well, tell me about a little history of uh, Vance, how it got started and uh, how it got to with this beautiful building and uh, uh, debt-free. Okay. Well, it was all about our founder, Chuck. Um, he's a three-branch veteran, and he was meeting... Chuck Atkinson. Chuck Atkinson, yeah, pardon me, yes. It was pretty awesome. He's a guy that just really, really cares about veterans. There's just no other word to say about it. He wanted to create a cohesive mechanism for all the veterans, family members, service-related, anybody to get together. He was the uh, commander of the post for the um, American Legion. Mm -hmm. And they were meeting at restaurants, meeting here, meeting there. And then he started seeing other organizations doing the same thing. He said, this is crazy. We need to all be in one spot where we don't have to all pay for separate places to go meet. So he came up with the idea of having an association place where he can do it. Had no idea how to do it, but came up with the idea to do it. So he went to the city, spoke to the city of Oceanside and said, hey, we got Camp Pendleton in our backyard. We're all veterans here. We need some place to meet. They offered him several different locations, of all which were not pleasant, and then they offered him the building, which was the old police department. It had been vacant for over two and a half years at that point, and just didn't look so good. But he said, yeah, we'll take that spot, great location, what do I have to do? And they said, you have to do everything. you got to get the building out, you got to get rid of it all, and you got to build it back up. And he said, okay, and what kind of help will you offer us to do that? And they said, we'll give you the building. <laughs> so and give you the permits to do it and, yeah well he had to file for all of those those yeah. weren't easy either <laughs> but yes that's what they offered him the land and the building so that was great so in that form with $300 in his pocket 
he went and fundraised for a million point four for this amazing facility that we have, which is just an incredible thing. How much is put in the kitchen? The kitchen itself was forty two thousand. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but then it became, oh I checked check that. It all it was over a hundred thousand dollars just for the um you so I think all together so one sixty four. There it is. hundred and sixty four thousand makes more sense. For the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I was I was breaking it you down can't put into a kitchen and a home for four. Right. For I was breaking it down into our uh, building fund. Yeah. But no, all together um, well, the appliances alone because it's a spectacular of the kitchen. Art. Yes, thank you. It's a state of the art, and uh, just the. Uh, in fact, you have a master chef coming in two or three weeks. Yeah, we're very excited about yeah. that. We just sold out on that one, so I'm really excited. And thanks to your help, it's now an amazing um, sponsorships have, have come through, and it's just been great. Good. So we're real excited about that one. So before Laurie was how how was it operating? Uh, Chuck Atkinson did it all, literally did it all. He was here seven days a week. He um, would hold the daytime events that are happening when people walking off the street needing help. He'd be in the building for that. And then in the evening time, the different organizations would come in and meet. And every Saturday they would come in and meet. So he had the evenings and the Saturdays. And then on Sunday, he and his wife would come in every Sunday and clean the bathrooms and clean the facility himself. That's fantastic. He literally did that for eight years. He deserves years. a purple heart just to get this it going. Was just an amazing thing. I mean, definitely a honor of valor anyway. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely did it all. All right. Then Laurie shows up. Well, Laurie volunteered here for years. Um, I was a volunteer just like the rest of the group here for years. And... Um, had been asked to run it, but I was busy in my career. And you had an American Cancer Society, weren't you? That's right. Yeah, I did what I did for the American That's Cancer Society. That's where we Society. met, I think. Yeah, it was exactly where we met. I was in charge of San Diego County, so I just literally got tired of driving to East County, South County, North County. I was all over the world when I lived right here in Oceanside, and I just simply got tired of it. So now I switch my roles, and I volunteer for the Cancer Society, and I run Vance. Yeah, so that's how I started here. So you're executive director, which means you have responsibility for everything. Yeah, and the janitor, too. Well, no, actually, I hired a janitor. I wasn't going to do that. But, but yeah, during COVID, I was a janitor as well, though. I'll tell you that much, yes. So what did you, for the cancer side, did you raise money? Was that your primary goal, or were you doing events or both? I was a fundraiser, yeah. That's what I did for the Cancer Society, yeah. That's just been my whole role through nonprofits is I raise funds for the different nonprofits. I do mostly do that. I mean, I've always managed people and all, too, but my big goal is fundraising. So what makes you work so hard? I watch you work, and you tell us what you do. What drives you? The need. Um, I I always refer to myself as a professional volunteer, but I find I'm a very selfish person indeed because I get so much more out of volunteering than I'm ever going to be able to give any organization. If I believe in the organization, which are the only ones I volunteer for, it's not work. Yeah. I mean, that's what it feels like here. And I see these active-duty military and these veterans walk in the door. I am just so thankful for what they were willing to give, and it's just me giving back. So it's just really easy. Well, speaking of uh, active duty, we started a little fund about a year ago. What did we call it? I forgot what it was. It's it, acronym is a VIFA, and it's the Veterans Emergency Financial Aid. Yeah, but you give it to active duty, also. Yeah, mostly active duty. You know, uh, veterans. Somewhat. I remember when we kind of outlined it. I said, "Now, 
The problem with that is there's going to be way more need than you can fill. So what you need to do is set a maximum amount that you give, and it depends. It's 5% of what's in the pot at any one time. You probably tried to hold of that. I don't know. I've been holding as strong to it as I can. Um, through COVID, the need just became so intense because of um, over 90% of active duty spouses being furloughed. The need became just went through the roof on that, but stuck pretty tight to that. Um, nobody got a big market of anything. We just gave a lot of two and three hundred dollar help. That's great. Um, whether it's cell phone bills, car repairs, uh, utilities, whatever. Just diapers. Yeah, diapers. Just just food. You know, we just were helping with what we could to make the ends meet. Um, lower rank living in San Diego, the two ends just weren't meeting. So, how many live on base? Well, I'm really not sure that that is quite the flux. Remember, they get extra money to live off base. They uh-huh. get a little per diem extra. So they tend to live off base more than on base because of that fact. Every dollar helps. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're pretty close to eighteen to 21000 on base right now. So that's probably half of the, oh, yeah. half of the brigade or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah. Of the base. Just yeah, the base. the base. Yeah. There's three branches actually on the base. Everyone knows about the Marines, but we have a ton of sailors on the base, and the Naval um, Hospital is all ran of course, of course, yeah, right. by the Navy. And then we have an Army uh, group out there, too, and people are well, Army? Really? I didn't know that. But we have a whole huge Army Reservist um, out there. What are they doing on base? Because there's no more artillery. Art- artillery is gone in the Marines, I heard. Um, well, tanks are gone in the base. Tank and artillery. Well, yes. They're no longer lobbing shells across the base. Yeah, they're still... Yeah, well, no, that's not all. Probably do some mortars here and there. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to definitely hear some. We call it in Oceanside here the sound of freedom. Yeah. So where the people are saying, well, what's all that racket? It's the sound of freedom. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's still going to happen. They're going to always have a... a well, the uh, commander who spoke for you, the general. Yeah, the colonel. The colonel. Uh, he said that they're mostly uh, guided missiles now and rockets. Mostly. That's what they do, yeah. Absolutely mostly. Um, they will always have the rifle ranges and they will always have the, you know, but artillery will, yeah. it's there. But yeah, but it's smaller than, than it was before. So. All right, so we've got some big programs here and we've got some little programs. What are the big programs that you've got going on? Well, our main, main is the training programs. So the Vets Beyond Uniform, that's, that's really the the main one that we do here because it offers mentoring, training, and coaching for our active duty military to transition out of the military. Again, or veterans who are looking to change career paths. Not necessarily jobs, but career paths. So Mm -hmm. there's over uh, 200 classroom workshops that we do and 120 online self-paced workshops. So we do that all out of here. So that's, uh, that's our main wheelhouse is the training part. They would do in our big programs. Now, do we charge for those? We do not charge for those. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's great for them, but we do pay our instructors most of the time for because um, they're training, and, yeah. but not to take the class. Yeah, so that's a big thing. The prep culinary course is a fun one, too. They like doing that in our commercial kitchen. And we have an actual restaurant owners um, and our executive chef here that work the uh, program, so that's always a good one, too. And then when the master chef comes... He gives, he gives a little uh, training during the day, doesn't he? MasterChef is amazing. Dina Luciano, who actually has just opened up a restaurant in Canada, Montreal, Canada, um, and he's an amazing guy. He gives up all of his time and flies out here, does it all for us. 
he's the guy that won the trophy in MasterChef. That's uh-huh. where he got his celebrity from. Yeah. And he's quite the character and just so fun to be I really around. I enjoy him. Yeah, he just he loves the military. He grows on you. He really does. He's he lo- he's just a military guy. But it's so funny when people see them. Um, he has uh, tattoos and different modern uh, yeah. celebrity things. I'm going to refer to them as, and is not exactly the military that you're going to see type of guy. Then he opens up his mouth. The second the um, we have Marines and Sailors this year that'll be coming into the kitchen um, all day long with Master Chef the day of the event, and he spends the day training them and preparing our meal for the evening. And he calls he refers to them as his heroes all all day long. It's just so fun to hear all the laughter and the fun that they're having in there, and his patience is amazing because you know they're not they're not Master Chefs. These guys coming in, women coming in here, needless to say. But he just spends so much time with them, and it's just great to uh, see what he does. Well, I've got to give you a little side story. When we first, uh, Carol and I, my wife and I lived in uh, D.C. for about 40 years. The last eight years, we lived downtown in the Watergate. Mm-hmm. We had a big apartment on the top overlooking the whole city with 3,000 feet on the roof. Wow. It was a party place. So we let a lot of organizations use it. But we did all with uh, outside uh, with the caterers. The Mexican was the favorite of people. <laughs> but uh, we had this one group of um, women. The women in technology has just formed this group in the, in the area. And they had uh, a chef who wanted to do something for them. So they asked Carol and me if, we could, if they could use our apartment and let the chef come and prepare the dinner for, I think, initially it started 12 or 16. It ultimately became 24 because it was a fundraiser. So we had the room. It's not a, the kitchen is not very big, but it had two ovens and two dishwashers and uh, uh, its own air conditioning. Oh, my. It, it was every. It was fantastic. So anyway, he gets over there in the afternoon, and of course, no chef brings prepared food. No, of course not. They have to do it from scratch. Yep, yep. And in the kitchens, they don't worry about cleaning up. That's somebody else's job. It was a mess. He had flour. He had stuff all over the place. So the women that were there after it was over with, they stayed around to clean. Then for the next two weeks, we hired people three different times to come in and clean up after the chef. That was the last time we ever did anything like that. I, would, I wish I would have heard this story before. This is going to be the third year we're going to have the Master Chef here uh-huh. with us. Year one, I didn't know that information. So I simply had one little dishwasher, and these were all volunteers yeah. um, that came in to help. Well, the disaster that the kitchen was in after the event right. ended, and I've never told this story before, actually, but after the event ended, everybody's you know taking their centerpieces and their gifts and everyone's walking out the door and walking out the door. I hadn't had a chance to walk in the kitchen yet. So the Oceanside uh, Fire Chief, Rick Robinson, brought his big hose over. He and I walked in the kitchen. He was asking me a question about an event and we were walking in the kitchen and opened the door and I saw the kitchen. I've never seen such a mess. So many pots. I didn't know we had that many pots and pans. And it, it it was like a disaster in there. Do you know that the event ended at 9.30 at night, yeah. and Chief Robinson and I were in the kitchen till 2 a.m. I'm sure. Cleaning I've been there the and done kitchen. that. I had no idea. Since then, I, have, I hire a full staff. As a matter of fact, I even put a sponsorship for cleaning. 
And there is one of the things. Oh my gosh. So the second year he did it, this is your third year? This is our third year. You're ready this year now. I've got it. I'm under control this year, but yes. Oh my goodness. I wish I would have heard that story. Had no idea what master chefs do. We had no idea either. And I learned my lesson. (laughs) One and only. So what are some of the small programs that you do that get people involved? Um, the, what we're doing right now is our response to COVID. It's been the uh, food and diaper distribution. I mean, that's just been huge. The uh, <clears throat> When the country shut down in mid-March of 2020, as I said, um, within two weeks, ninety over 90% of active duty spouses were furloughed. So wow. we knew it was coming. We saw it coming. It, we, it was there. So I started the food and diaper distribution with the help of the um, San Diego North County Food Bank. Yeah. Um, that is a big operation. Huge operation. I went in there and I met with the owner, um, I mean, excuse me, the CEO, and um, it, it, Joe Flores, and it was just an amazing, amazing yeah. facility they have there. So we started with them. Since April of 2020 to August of this year of 2021, we've served 31,028. And of that number, 91% have been active duty. I mean, that's just a huge, huge amount. I'm mostly proud to always share that we have seven um, homebound veterans and we deliver food to them every single month. And that's just a good feel good thing that we make sure it happens every month for us. And then of course my fun statistics, just to give you an idea of the age demographic, is that we've given away 264,032 diapers. <laughs> that's just a huge amount. How many bottoms does it, I know. Does it cover? Well, you have to figure. 264 times, 64,000 plus of babies wearing those diapers. So, I mean, it's it's great. Um, but it's, I, it's I understand you have it organized. You get 70 car, cars an hour through the place. I, 72 cars every 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yep, I've got you it have, You have everybody's got an assigned time? Yes. And a placard for the car or something like that, right? Correct. They come in, um, the 20 minute slots come through, and we have someone at the front gate, um, Team Souther, that does that for us, one of our organizations here, and checks them in. And then they come through. The first people they see are our Buffalo Soldiers. There mm-hmm. are people who direct the traffic, and they go on to Team Rubicon, which is another one of our groups, and they actually pop to have the trunks popped and start loading the goods. And it just simply goes around. They have nine different stations by the time they're through the round curve, enter one of our gates, exit the other one of the gates. Mm-hmm. It's 11 minutes. I've never minutes. seen the other gate open. It's only open during food distribution. <laughs> it's 11 minutes from the time they That's pull in the fan- gate to the time they leave That's the gate. That's fantastic, isn't it? Do the families come together? Oh, yeah, and we have signs, and when you open up the trunks, because it's a no-touch, no no-contact. <laughs> right. So when we ask them to pop the trunks from the inside of the car, when we open the trunks, there's signs. Thank you, Vance. Oh, we appreciate it. And it's just it's darling, and the kids have signs in the cars, and it's just it's great. It's just really fun. Um, and we do you we promote it for active duty personnel? Are you promoted for anybody? We promote it for any um, military veteran, American <clears throat> military veteran, or active duty. But the active duty are the ones that have really come yeah. come to the call. Um, we've been blessed here with our veterans; have been able to take care of themselves pretty good during this whole COVID thing. Um, but active duty took a hard, hard hit. Yeah. What else you got going? Well, that's most of the thing that we do um, for the volunteers. And you're asking about volunteers, you know. Being that I am the only paid employee here, we couldn't do what I just told you. Yeah. What happens? You know, we usually average about seventy-two volunteers every second Friday for that food distribution, and with those seventy-two volunteers come the hours that they donate. Yeah. And the hours they donate so far um, for food distribution have been four thousand nine hundred and fifty-two hours. 
I mean, that's a huge number that these people offer the second Friday to us every single month. I mean, it's an amazing thing. You're going to continue it? Just to the end of this year. Uh-huh. Um, it's It takes a toll financially and on... Supposedly COVID's, COVID's going to be over with. Well, yeah, I think are they're any trying of the, to... Are any of the, the uh, spouses getting rehired? Yes. Um, most of the spouses are already getting their... Starting to get their second paycheck back already. So they're back on track. Um, we've had a couple come in that um, just didn't rehire. I mean, they just let that position go away. Yeah. So we're getting them other jobs and we're <clears throat> doing things and help that way too. But as a whole, it's all coming back pretty good. Um, they're trying to s- slow it down, but San Diego's not allowing it so far. <laughs> well, the, the the politicians have their uh, command now. They've got, they got their finger on the pulse. Mm, yep, so we'll see where it goes. But right now we're doing good. But it's just really wonderful that the fact that uh, we are able to help, and I'm thrilled that we're able to help. So I'm signed up for the golf tournament. Yeah, very exciting for us. The unique thing about our golf tournament is that um, the general public gets to come onto Camp Pendleton, which does not happen um, at all, as a matter of fact. But we. Well, you just go in that back gate and go right to the golf course. It's not like you get to drive over, over the facility. No, but the facility itself, as far as the golf um, facility, the Marine Corps facility, it's the, it's rated number two in the country. Uh-huh. Um, and the ring, and if, I don't know if your listeners know or not, but. Military bases have gorgeous, and I mean gorgeous golf I facilities. I them in Hawaii, and exactly. And so for the uh, ring for this Camp Pendleton to get number two rating, I mean that's a pretty big deal. I played it four or five times. It's a nice course. It is. It's a beautiful course, and it's really fun for us. And the generosity of the public have been donating things for us to uh, put into You're our. You're going to have food on the course. Um, they won't allow us with COVID to have food on the course, but what we are doing is every player will get a ticket to the restaurant there for anything on the menu they'd like for breakfast, and then when they get off the course, they have anything they want for lunch. Oh, that's pretty um, good. So it's just an open menu for them because we can't do the food. That's pretty good. But we will have beer on the course because it lets us do that. <laughs> How can you play golf without beer? That's what we figured it too. Now, one of your big programs that got <clears throat> stiffed during all this time was the honor wall. Yeah, the honor wall is a, a really great thing because I always I always share. Um, Vance doesn't just support the military. We honor them, and we truly do. We have um, a space right out the front of our building that is great for us to um, have as an event space and community center. And what we're going to be doing in that space and community center is have actual shows where people can have, I don't know, weddings, dance recitals, ceremonies, art exhibits, anything they want to do, the community wants to do in an outdoor venue. We were really excited about it. There's two separate funds. There's the plaque fund, and that's those are for people who want to honor active duty or military American veterans who um, served, and they can have this bronze plaque. It's beautiful. There's Different sizes you got, too. We have four, but the two that are mostly are for the individual person. You can have a two, $150 plaque, which you know speaks to the person, or for a little bit more real estate, a little bit more writing on the plaque for $200. They can put them up on the wall. The other sizes are mostly for units and reserves and you know just the big sizes, but those two are great. So we have that plaque fund, and the plaque fund is doing great. We have spaces for 500 plaques. We've sold 326 plaques at this time, so we still are growing. We have room for that. That's going great. Once people see them going up, they'll sell out like crazy. We figure that, too. And then there's the building fund, and the building fund, which is for a $321,000 facility, that building fund was growing, doing great. We were right on track, 
And then March 16th hit, and um, they shut us down. And I share that. The Lord what do you mean they shut you down? The county and well, the government actually came through with a no build um, for unneeded, you know, non-COVID yeah. blah yeah. blah blah. So um, the county, well, it was the state actually that shut us down. I always share that this is almost a blessing that I would have never believed because at the time I was just so devastated that it was happening. Uh, we thought we could have some kind of good news to this COVID thing and at least be able to have an honor wall going up. Well, it just was completely shut down. Well, what we found was happening as I was sharing with our VIFA fund, the Emergency Financial Aid Fund for Veterans, um, the need just got so large as I was sharing. And heavy heart when I say this, we actually depleted our entire building fund. But again, in two and three hundred dollar increments, but it was a good thing because we wouldn't have had that money. I mean, John, right. it wouldn't have been existed. It just wouldn't have been there. Right. Um, so I almost feel like, you know, the angel on our shoulder was there saying, you know what? You'll be able to replenish that. And that's all it is. It's fundraising. So we can fundraise that's your, again. That's your wheelhouse. And that's what I, that's what's good about our community is that they know we're here and we're here for them and they support us. And this is where MasterChef and the golf tournament comes in. Again, 100% um, volunteer base both events on that one uh so anything that comes in goes right to fans so anything like special about your relationship with camp pendleton well, i know the uh the commandant was here speaking a couple of times yeah we work really support we support the men and women at camp pendleton and they know it and we're there for them we work really closely with them and their family and their friends um literally there's, I, can't, I can't say special because uh, whether they're any base, when you go into any base in the country, it's just a different feeling. It's a different atmosphere. Um, you really, really can feel the loyalty um, that's there and the caring. And so our relationship with Camp Pendleton is just simply uh, we're here. It's, I don't know if people know it or not, but um, you know there's over 50,000, like I say, on Camp Pendleton with the families and everything. But in the San Diego region area, there's over 77,000 retirees, all within 45, 50 mile radius of right here in Oceanside. I mean, that's a huge number of veterans, which is why the community is so strong and why we are the community. Would you say we're a stronger military community than downtown San Diego with the I, naval bases? I actually would. Yeah. And why I say that is because we're a smaller community. Yeah. And, you know, San Diego just kind of gets lost in the city. Um, although it's very strong, you know, Coronado Island and all the different pockets, very strong military there, no question. But we are a hometown. Uh, I understand there's a golf course on Coronado Island. I've never played. We're going to try to play that here soon. You'll love it. <laughs> yep, yep, it's, it's, a, it's a good one uh, that they do. But, yeah, I feel like our, our net is a little closer. All right, so let me finish with my questions, and then if somebody else has one, they can. But uh, you, this is a unique facility. It's North County. Has anybody tried to replicate it? Do you have anyone that wants to take a get a uh, a uh, uh, franchise? Well, have you thought of doing that? It's interesting enough. We've had six different um, visitations from all over the country. People coming in to say, "Show us Vance. Show we've heard about Vance. What is it you guys do? How do you do it? How did this Veterans Association North County start?" So we give them a tour. We tell them. Now you just send them the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What we did originally, and I learned, but it took me two or three times to learn. I sat down, showed them the whole business plan, did the whole outlay. I mean, I spent literally a day yeah. and a half with and this. And they said, thank you, goodbye. And they said, great, good news, okay. 
and nothing ever happened. I would keep up with them. Well, we just weren't able to do it. No, I just, so now I kind of learn. So all together we've had six. So I give them the rundown of the basic 30,000. If you're really interested, let me know. But I, interesting enough, we have a gentleman in Colorado Springs that is came, visited, said it, and has had two follow-up calls. And now his last call that I just received before the holiday um, was to uh, see if we'd be interested in a franchise and being mm-hmm. able to franchise that out. First time that's ever been brought up. So um, Lori might be in Colorado Springs for a while. We'll, we'll, we'll see that how out. that I've happens. Got a, I've got, we can figure that out. You, might, you probably want to do it as a license as opposed to a franchise to not get into all the legal the, the legalese of franchises. We'll see. Well, that's where I use your expertise yeah. for all of that, John, because I, well, missed I, a, I definitely I, don't know these things. We'll get Kelly Bagley involved. She's a, there we she's go. a hawk on that. Yeah, there we go. Yes, but I was excited because, yes, first time I've actually had somebody really follow through because I would love, I mean, we're well, about I think veterans. the first thing you got to do is get a building. Yeah. If you and don't what, have a building, forget it. That's exactly what we said, and that's what we've said to the others, too, exactly. But... Like I said, the city of Oceanside, they the, donated the, and gave us this are site. Are they happy with their donation? Oh, they love our donation. Um, matter of fact, it's kind of a, uh, well, it's, it's a story, but we were actually audited um, a couple years ago. Um, one of the council members here who was new to being a council member um, decided that he wasn't sure what we were doing, decided not to ask us what we were doing, and just called an audit for the city attorney. So it was interesting for us because we had never, obviously, been questioned or anything of that nature. And after a few thousand dollars that we had to give of that, the city actually gave us a proclamation thanking us. And we had publicity. We had all kinds of things for the amazing things that Vance does for our active duty military veterans. Because otherwise the city would have to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, that wasn't happening. And it clearly was not happening. So, yeah, they, they're thrilled that we're here and that they're able to let people know we're here. And uh, that's why the community event space, I think, will be so popular. The city would love to have another outdoor venue um, to be able to have a showcase. Well, that's terrific. Well, I'll be around for another. I've got 20 more years. I'm counting on it, John. Are you kidding me? You're, you're my <laughs> I'm gonna, best I'm supporter. Gonna, Clint, Glenn Eastwood is my uh, model. There my you brother. Go. My brother's 88. Let's see. Him, he's my genetic guidepost. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. I think we covered the waterfront. Perfect. Thanks.